Welcome to the Prop Show number 22 with Simon Gerard, Nama McCallan, and Peter Ambrose. Welcome, welcome. Remember, it's 2019. It's January already. Happy New Year. Everybody's got over Christmas. Happy New Year, guys. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> we haven't had Christmas yet. Oh, shit. Not so sad. Again. So, who are these, these people? Uh, well, um, these are the top of their game. They're respective <laughs> industries. Go again. Let's send Mal. Who are you? Who are you? Who are you? Sat back very much. Um, uh, my name is Peter Ambrose. I run the partnership. We're a new type of lawyer. Uh, we're very nice. Oh, oh, yeah. Nice solicitors. Nice Simon. And I'm Simon Gerrard. I run Martin Gerrard Estate Agent, which is the only estate agent south of Brampton. There you go. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> You're picking the game in North West. He's not picking the game. He's not playing. He doesn't like picking the, the game. Picking the industry. Okay, then. I tell you what, boys, let, let's start off with a topical topic, which obviously it's 2019, so Brexit's been sorted. Tick that box. Very good. 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 Keeping Prime Minister. Have we got some interesting stories about Brexit and property market? Simon, in the green room when we were getting drinks, yeah. sipping champagne. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I wish you mean the chat. brown room drinking tea? Yeah, 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 yeah. Have you got some interesting stories to share with the world? Yes, I've got a couple. I did hear uh, an amusing one on the radio, the perfect way out of Brexit. Um, big problem with Brexit is obviously the billions of pounds that we have to pay over to Europe. Yes. Now, you may recall there is a way out of this. Because you may recall that when Scotland wanted to leave the UK, yeah. um, but stay in Europe, they yes. were told they wouldn't be because by leaving the UK, yeah. they would no longer be in the UK, so they'd no longer be in Europe. Sure. So rather than having a referendum or a second referendum, we should actually have a referendum as to whether or not England leaves the UK. <laughs> then, we could, then we could actually leave Europe without having to pay a penny. Problem solved. <laughs> Problem solved. <laughs> Problem solved. <laughs> yeah. and that's a good... Good so, resolution. How's it, okay, so what about the property market? How, how's it affecting you guys in North London? Uh, property market is, uh, for us, is still fairly good, but Brexit breeds insecurity, and insecurity, mm. unfortunately, is a little bit like Dutch elm disease to the property market mm. because it infects all vendors who see the erosion in value of their property and seem to block off any thought of the property they're going to buy and just don't want to sell mm. because it's worth less than it was last year. I was going to say, what, what, why <laughs> yeah. is it you buy a house for half a million, it goes up to one and a half million, and then let's just say the values drop because of Brexit or whatever the, the current crisis is, and it goes from one and a half to, say, 1.2. Yep. You still made a profit of, of seven hundred thousand pounds, but people say they've lost three hundred. Why? What's all that about? It's mentality. You say that in your in, in when you do buy to let evenings and things, don't you? Where you look at the market from the nineties and you look at your market now and you look at what the the, the, the actual exponential increase has been. Yeah. It's, it's the, the market, it's, it's it's it's. But we're actually feeding the frenzy. 
because actually there is no profit no. unless you're going to bugger off to somewhere else. But the thing is, another country. If you don't take yeah, it out of the system, but if you're buying and selling in the same markets, then it sort of becomes irrelevant. Exactly. It's all and if you're moving ladder, up the ladder, yeah. then you're actually better off if your property's gone down in value. Tell us that story you had. We had a customer, a, a friend of mine, in fact, who's a reasonably savvy person. Um, and we were talking, he was saying that he was thinking of moving from his uh, two and a half bedroom house or two rooms in a box room yeah. to a three room yeah. and a box room because he's got two kids. So I said, so, so why are you going to move? He said, well, we went and we had a look at a couple of houses over in St Albans that looked really good. I said, right. And he said, could you afford it? Yep, we could get a five or ten year fixed rate mortgage and it was within what we could afford. Yeah, I said, nice. terrific, why didn't you move? He said, well, I've called the agent in and my place has gone down by £35,000. That's amazing. <laughs> that's amazing. That's amazing. So that's it, it's not moving. It's a good so it's it's a really, really good book um, by Daniel Kahneman called Thinking Fast and Slow, and it's all about kind of loss aversion yes, and how human yeah, beings, yeah. it's that psychology. It's yeah. actually people just think, they don't think about the gains or anything like that. They're always about, oh, well, last week it was like worth that. Yeah. Now, if it's not, then I'm not going to do it. Yeah. Well, really, how's it gone for you, Peter, at the minute? What's your, what's your thought on the market? Well, he's quite got finger on the pulse because he, he works for over 200 agents. And you write for the industry eye. We do, I do, I do. Very, very popular. Um, <laughs> What, you or the property industry No, I mean, we've seen that over the last two years, we've, we've certainly seen people get a lot more cautious. Um, yeah. And they, they pull out of deals for the, the most ridiculous reasons. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, the, the, basically, if it takes a little bit too long, anything like that, um, it's definitely getting twitchy. I mean, we're always positive and upbeat because that's how we, that's yes, how we roll. Yeah, yeah, but, yeah. Um, but no, it's, it's tricky. And as I say, the, the gay thing is keeping everybody smiling. Yeah. Do you think Brexit's having a massive impact? Do you think it's well, we, having this this thing or do you think because we were saying beforehand in the green room <laughs> if you like um, about, about almost a, a north-south divide in terms of people's feel towards the market well we we're, we're mostly london in the southeast mm -hmm. um and and from what i've seen and everything i've read in terms of numbers and transactions the midlands and the north are doing significantly better mm -hmm. um in terms of volumes and transactions and so forth so certainly we've seen in london but we've seen this for a couple of years now Mm. Um, in London where things have definitely got more fragile. Um, we're seeing agents having to work a lot harder. Deals are taking longer. Mm. Our deals are taking, we did some maths the other day, about 15% longer yeah. than before. Wow. So it's definitely taking longer. But the fall through rate is okay. Which are you is finding this? Uh, we're, we're finding things are taking longer. It very much depends how engaged the buyer is, who is in the chain. Our biggest frustration is those deals where there is another agent in the train because mm. all this talk of Brexit is wonderful, but it's a self perpetuating. It, it is. Um, and I think the best agents mm. are just not having the conversation. Yeah, yeah, you yeah, don't right, talk yeah, about yeah. Brexit. Yeah, yeah. Because yeah. what difference does yeah. it actually <coughs> make? Well no, because world. because pre or post Brexit People are still going to own it. Don't divorce, Dad. It's going to happen. Yeah. We will have to move. Now, yeah. what, you know, you're you're um, big in prop tech. You know, what 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 do you do, and what does your your software do, and does that have any bearing on on the market locally? No, or, or so, yeah. So, so I work with a number of different um, companies, and and a lot of them are finding that. Um, the, the solution they're trying to they're putting into a state agency are intended to smooth things over and, and speed things up. Yeah. Um, but one of the challenges is integration. So actually, you know, you can, you can come along with a solution, yeah. but until and unless oh. it actually fits neatly into what the agent's doing, mm. particularly around now, then that becomes part of a, a, a bigger problem. So, so my yeah. uh, work with them 
lot is how do you make sure the integrations happen? How do you make sure it becomes part of the, the deal? Because technology on its own never solves anything. Mm, true, true. Technology true. needs yeah. people to be associated with it. Yeah. You were talking about your business. Yeah. Yeah. You know, all of the time you need that human interaction. And then slowly but surely you then automate the bits that are repetitive. And so your so role is more, more of an integration. So you're not, are you, do you have your own prop tech or is it more that you work with, with businesses to help them to work out what they're using, what? how they're using it, how to improve usage, and how to get maximum value. So say, for example, um, I don't know, OneDome or Repit. Oh, or, well, OneDome. No. <laughs> Sorry, I mentioned OneDome. You've got to, it's a lot, Peter. Come on. Come on. Come on. Come on. He's not doing it. I'll hold it. It's 2019. OneDome. Okay, thanks, Adam. Cheers, OneDome for the sunglasses. I'm sorry. I'm not going to wear those. Oh, Yondel, 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 there you go, thank you so much, thanks. They don't have a song, maybe Yondel should have a song. Um, but no, going back to the question, Yeah. Um, so you, you worked to integrate things Thanks like, Nick for the Yondel Cup. <laughs> If you are a prop tech firm and you want to get free advertising, this is Kevin. Amazing. Land the new homes network. Yeah. Nick Neil. There you go. Send us some tests. SCL. This is Shep. And who's is this? That's, That's my fence. Oh, okay. <laughs> that would be quite an interesting <laughs> one from uh, um, the Alan, 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 Alan the Batman. There you go. Make, yeah. Just make sure you put the graphics in. <laughs> well, just, um, but no, going back to the question. Yes. Bring it back. <laughs> hey, Bring it back. So, so <laughs> do you find, because Chris has got this thing where he says that a lot of... 80%. Um, it's always 80%. It's always 80%. Basically, Chris has got this, this feel that, that a lot of prop tech is irrelevant. It's nonsense. Uh, it's basically there to solve problems that agencies don't have. Quite. Absolutely. And that is something that he stands by. Yeah. However, there are some really, really good pieces of, of software um, that do make things go. And we were saying beforehand in the green room um, about about right move. And actually, yeah. Yeah. They, get, they get quite hard pressed often for increases in price whilst... Well, they've got a brand bucket. Did you not know this? They've got this big brand bucket with numbers in. Yes. What they do is they grab a number yes. and out and say, that is what you're paying Of course it is. But how much, <laughs> how much was a full page of newspaper advertising 10 years ago? Yeah, exactly. Oh, £1,000 so... a week. Yeah, and, that, and actually, I think they're on record as saying that that's kind of in their minds about, yeah, you know, until it gets to that yeah, point, absolutely. then actually they're still it's, saving it's still money. Yeah, still and true. that, I think, is, is really where kind of technology does can play a part, and I think mm, has been okay. a benefit to agents over a, a well, long period of time. Agents, 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 agents get very hung up on the cost of things. Yes. Mm. Whereas what they should look at is whether or not it benefits. Yeah. The value. Yeah. Yeah. And how yeah. the value actually exactly. works yes. yeah. has got an inordinate amount to do with implementation. Yes. Yes. What yeah. happens is whether it be Rightmove, whether it be Zoopla, whether it be Brief Your Market, whether it be anybody, yeah. it's about how you implement it and how you use it. Can and whether it. you incorporate it into your systems that the staff are using so that it benefits them because repeatedly they're using it. Yeah. If that happens and you have got the right combination of PropTech yeah. that integrates and is simple and doesn't mean that for everything that a member of staff has to do, they have to do five 
equal and opposite other things yes. that it's done in one place and it integrates and updates them yeah. so it's simple for them to use it feeds them what they need yeah. and if they're hungry then they can make good money as long as they just use the tech they've got which is simple fantastic yeah. really let's have ask the prop show and let's get some top tips from each of our guests okay. about their market so it's time for that's the prop show. Welcome to 2019. I'm not quite sure. The Bez is still So, what I'd like to do, as we've got three guests, is get top tips uh, from each of you. So, top tips for Lettings and Estate Agents in, in 2019 how to thrive in a difficult market. Ooh. Ensure that your staff are integrated within your system so that you're making the most of everything you get. Fantastic. Kill him with the stat. Kill him with the stat. Which stat? You're going for a stat bucket. Stat bucket. We can have a stat bucket. We can have a stat bucket. I can get a stat bucket. Right. There was a very, very well-known automated valuation model. You know the thirty instant thirty-second valuation. Uh, I've heard of around. such a thing. Yes. Okay. <laughs> and they mystery shopped um, a good hundred, hundred and fifty estate agents, where they actually sent them out a "I'd like a free valuation." Yes. And over thirty percent never came back to them. I mean, come That's on. Terrible. That's it. That's so, yeah, so, disgusting. So, top. So, your second top <laughs> tip could be. Follow up your leads. <laughs> that's what you're no, that's, that's awesome. idea. Because, that's because awesome telling idea. staff to follow up their leads ain't gonna make it happen. What will make so it happen? So what you do is that you make sure that you've got a bucket to catch that. Mm. So you make sure you've got a client services department yeah. or an area away from the office right. that is sweeping up the valuations that you're missing, yeah. that is sweeping up any of the inquiry, so that actually the staff get off their backsides and they do it because if they don't, somebody else Else will do it and earn the money. That's why he's a top agent. Just yeah. saying. Think <laughs> again, and this really that's going to take a whole kind of it's top of his game. Yeah. And third, Sorry, just, just one third yeah. tip. Yeah. Not brain That's surgery. One really. third tip. Always reinvent yourself and keep an eye out for what's out there. Don't sit back on your laurels and say we're the best. Fantastic. You can't do that. Fantastic. Peter. Yes. 2019. Yes. Changes to the market. Um, yeah. Tenafee ban. Yeah. Brexit. Yeah. Constricting, uh, contracting market. Yeah. What are your three top tips for legal? Top tips for agents when it comes to lawyers? Yeah. Yeah. Um, first of all, make sure you get the good guys on board. Um, we just heard from an agent in, in Bow just, just this morning, actually, who said, um, uh, client turned up, said, I've already got my lawyer. Yeah. And they were like, oh, usual thing, you know, typical family lawyer, always use that. Um, and they said, please use someone else, please use one of our recommended guys, and so forth. They didn't listen to the agent. So first mistake, the agent didn't control the deal, sell the property, sell the lawyer. They went with the other person, six weeks in, made a terrible mistake, I wish I'd used your recommendation. So my number one tip would be to an agent, make sure you put more effort and more focus and have more confidence to yeah. be able to suggest to clients, yeah. use a recommended lawyer. Okay, yeah. top tip two. Top tip two, keep everybody calm. Everybody needs to calm down. There's a lot of excitement <laughs> at the moment. You must have a week, Summer. <laughs> <laughs> we, do. We, do. We, do. we do have a week. 
I think we've seen we've seen over the last six months um, a lot of clients getting really really aggy. Yes. And, um, and what they do is they wind up the agent. Everyone gets a bit spooked. Um, and what I would say to agents is, you've seen this before. Yeah. You've seen it before. Please take the steam out of the situation and say to the client, you might think it's the end of the world, but yes. a it's just a house, and b you've seen it before. So calm down. It's all gonna be fine. Awesome. Top tip three. Top tip three. Um, Make sure the reasons why you're calling uh, a lawyer are good reasons. Oh, is that chasing what, the same? <laughs> what, 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 so just as an, as an Adam, what are those reasons? Well, just for example... Can I have an well, update? Well, they're talking about your favourite. Don't do that. Don't do really Stop doing that. If you think I'm going to pick up the phone and go, After a week, can I get an update? Yet. Just go... Hello? Don't do that, okay? <laughs> um, have a good reason to call. Maybe, oh, one other thing, actually, I can have four. Can I have four? Sorry, yeah, I'm going to jump in. I'm going to jump in on yours because I think can it I... is vital that the staff actually understand the sales process. Oh, oh, too say many that. agents out there who haven't got a clue what the sales process is. And a good set of, uh, of lawyers will make sure that you know. If you know what's needed, yeah. then you know what to ask. Fantastic. There's some free training on the Right Move Hub. Right move and hub. I just want to say for the record that I do love Right Move. Yeah. It's damn good value for money yes. as long as you use it well. And yes. use the Hub, because if you go to Right Move, the Hub Right Move, there's some webinars that, uh, that I ran last okay. year with should Right we Move. A, should we put a link to your webinars? Yeah, Right Move Hub. Right Move there we go. <laughs> that Tech. is really cool. Special, <laughs> special effects. I, I like the noise. Special the noise effects. was the best. That's right. Um, Mal, go back to your top three tips. Yeah, so, um, I, and you've mentioned it before, it's about kind of technology that's there that, that's not solving a problem. Yeah. That's actually, it's a solution without a problem. Been so, absolutely, yeah, do not um, end up in a situation where you're trying to plug so many different things in. Yeah. And actually, that's just ending up taking your time, your energy yeah. out of actually doing what your day to day is. Yeah. So, yeah. The te technology is good, but it, there is some bad stuff out there as well. Okay. So, that's the first one. Second yeah. up, um, really, really gun at, at what your advantages are. So, actually, utilize again the technology to emphasize what's good about you. So, yeah. you know, one of the mm. clients we're working with is, is Move Nation. Um, specifically, it's about trying to get. Um, what articulate what traditional estate agency is all about and compare it with with other models as well right and that you know i've been working on it for, for, for a few months now and it's, it's really kind of key for us to help traditional estate agents to uh, to, to really showcase what it is that they do mm. and how they're different to some of the cheaper models out there so that's another thing is it's that marketing. Back to the yeah get the marketing yeah, yeah, out there yeah. and make sure the messaging is clear and concise because mm. you know there is a lot of um difficulty i think that a lot of yeah. agents find in just being able maybe to maybe we could to, uh, to that. ask that question a bit further later in the show okay um, <laughs> finally final piece is is keep keep an eye on, on on those costs you know actually you know one of the things we really focus on in Roche about the the the, the um the growth side of things is it's not all about just getting more revenues yeah. and perhaps particularly this year it's 2019 right yeah uh, this year is going to be a lot about how how it's amazing yeah very good it's still got business it's a 19th or something anyway <laughs> So yes, yeah, so keep an eye on the cost, and yes, of course, you know people will be thinking about what the impact that's going to be on staffing and things like that as well. Technology can fill a bit of that gap. Yeah. So look, what you're doing often, frequently, can you automate that by using some? Yeah, I think automation is the Fantastic. key. Fantastic. Like awesome. Yeah. That'll do for us the prop show. Should we find out what our man on the ground thinks, Matthew? Let's go and see what Steve says. Steve says. Market's very slow. Thanks, Steve. Cheers, Steve. Um, so um, I've got one, um, and it comes up from time to time in these shows. But uh, we've got three esteemed guests in there today. Um, what's your views on 
Uh, not just in general, but employing millennials. Ooh. You three employ people. It's a broad brushstroke. I'll get my coat. Yeah. <laughs> no, it's, 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 it's a necessary evil. <laughs> no, it's, it, it happens. It happens it, every. It just happens. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so it's generational. Is it, is it, it really a case of just managing? No, it's more a case of trying to understand yes. what the term means because it means different things to a lot of people and it's an expression that anything that crappy young people do that's a millennial let's not let's let's not go into that yeah. <laughs> so i think what you have to look at is what do you mean by millennial now millennials are more flexible they move around more they're more fickle yeah um, having said that that doesn't mean they're not looking for a career they are money focused they're not thing focused yeah they like experiences rather than rather mm -hmm. than having goods the latest fashion they'll spend stupid money on a belt rather than eating yeah. and things like that <laughs> but that's millennials for you there's very little you can do about that what you need to understand is how they work within your business yes, mm -hmm. and how they can make your business work yeah. Yeah. What because, top tips do you have? Well, the top tips is to understand where they're coming from. Mm. Uh, they can't have everything, no. but you need to feed what they want. Mm. And there are, as there are in any group of people, a very good group of millennials yes. who are yes. very focused, yes. very much a lot of the time <clears throat> on money. I would say millennials up to the age of about 27, I think they're up to 30, but under up to in their 20s are more finance focused mm -hmm. whereas when they get into their 30s they're more career focused and it's less about um the money and more about how they are reckoned but i would argue that that's no different it is slightly because they are forced more and more to either live at home yes whereas yes, in previous them. generations they moved out sure. and they sure. rented on their yes. own yeah. and they could afford it now yes. they live at home so they have a lot more disposable income sometimes that they're not necessarily Fuck. always saving because yes. they yeah, like yeah. to spend yeah, yeah. it and they like to be able to move around so you need to be able to focus what you do to make things easy to feed their the way they do yes. things yeah. so that you're working with them to yeah. achieve the best for your what business. What top tips have you got for the bosses out there in estate agency land? Listen, good ones. listen to your staff, mm. get somebody else because you'll very often find that when you're asking the question they will answer how you want them, how they think you want yeah. to yeah. ask yeah. So getting outside people in to dig a little bit is is a cost, yeah. but it may help with your staff retention. But Peter, you you employ a lot of a do. lot of Mostly. millennials Mostly. in inverted commas, yes. a lot of a lot of twenty somethings. Yes. Um, but as, going back to that point, I don't think I was any personally. I don't think I was any different. I'm in my early twenties. I'm, <laughs> um, no, I'm, in, I'm, in, I'm in my mid thirties now. Really? Um, I, I know. Stop it! Stop But but he thinks I was forty. Aren't you? But, uh, but no. You know, I remember at the very start of my career um, in, in newspaper journalism, and it was all about, you know, I was living at home after university, and it was very much about spending, having a good time, enjoying the job. No, that's a bit that's a bit <laughs> new age for me. But I don't think I don't think priorities nice. have shifted 
Loads. I think the big, I think the big, big difference, and again, I can only speak from London and the South East, the big difference now is it's really difficult for certainly the people that work for me to have uh, goals of buying a property. Right. They don't have any, they can't have any goals. And I get it. I have children that are millennial um, because they say, well, I, I can never afford it. The view is I can never afford it. Yeah. So therefore, let's just live life for now. Yeah. And I think the key to it, one of my top tips top tip for mm. millennials okay is get them up and running really quickly mm. we've changed our way we used to spend much much longer absorbing people into the workplace mm. taking longer mm. now it's like crack on and so you get them up and running get them challenge them more because you yeah. wouldn't have employed them and challenge them more because if you keep them for a year and a half year year and a half great get the most out of them as you can yeah, because yeah. i think anyone that says i expect someone to be here for five years is kidding themselves yes so my tip would be get them productive throw them into the deep end then crack on with it yes and that seems to work I do, th I do think, I, I'm not 100% with you, because I do think that if you invest in them, because uh, you there, are, well. there are a large percentage of them that want to learn and want to progress yes. and earn as much money. Well, you've got to yeah. They them. very often think that it's all about the money, but if you scratch a little bit, they do want it's to progress. I think well. that this goes back to the whole thing. There, it, there's obviously different types of mm. millennials, yeah. just yeah. different yeah. types of 40-year-olds, so, but I think that, that you're right, the, the kind of the lack of investment in the future, kind of, you know, do they have that goal, they're vested <laughs> in society. How about, I mean, yeah. I, what about these, these millennials that have only been there six months, but they feel they're bored and they're not making a difference? I work with a really interesting, um, one of my classes is called Homer.Rent, and everybody there is under the age of kind of 28. Right. Right? And yeah, yeah. There's probably about 30, 40 of them. And it's, it's a really buzzy kind of environment, mm -hmm. really great. Generally quite stable, so the business has been around for two, two, two mm -hmm. and a half years. And, and they love it, but it's very much an experience type yeah. uh, yeah. event, yeah. type press they do. So they buy into that very, very quickly. And it's easy to kind of patronise and say, right, oh, they do this and they do that. I think as, as, a, as a business, with a focus on how do you make tenant making tenants great, they they really get it and they buy into that. So more yeah. more then about your your feel. My, my, yeah, but what I, what I must say though, and I think companies need to wake up on this. I think the problem that we've got is that a lot of businesses look at younger people particularly go they're fickle, they're not going to stay, and they don't invest time in them. Mm. The biggest challenge I have is when I employ people, they've not been taught anything, mm. and I know why companies do it because they go well they're not going to stay. I don't really care. I think if you've got people in there, you've got to train them. But and do you think, do no, you think people don't, that rather don't than that, having this view of they're not going to stay, they're not going to, they're not going to give me value, yeah, they're not yeah, going to yeah. give me what have you, I'm not going to invest my time in. If you take Richard Branson's view, which is to train people to a point where they are able to leave you, absolutely, but treat them in such a way as that they don't want to leave you. Mm -hmm. Do you think more than? Whether it's a money thing or whether it's not a money thing, if it's an experience thing, and it's and it's a, a young person's thing, and, and I'm the same. I'd like I like new experiences. I enjoy yeah, doing yeah. new stuff. Do you think it's more about rewarding your staff in different ways? Yep. Yeah, so rather than the the, the cash, they like social events. Yes. yes. Sending them to a spa for a you've day. You've got to make. You've got to make. You've definitely got to make more effort. You've got to make more effort. But I think the big the big difference is is you do have to invest in teaching them. Mm. Okay. And when they're learning, but we have we have we've had people in the past after six months. Well, you know, I can do this now. Yes. Now there are some times where you go if you have that mindset. So be it. Then time to go. Yes. If that's what you choose. Uh, I mean, for example, in our in our we. But that's not a change. No, I think it's always been. Yes. Like yes. You're right. Yes. You're right. Yes. That's always been the case. And I think that within the business that that we're in, or within yeah. property, yeah. Yeah. there's always been a reasonable turnover yeah. at a yeah. certain yeah. level. Of course. Because there are a certain number of agents that do the rounds and go from place to place mm. who want an easy life and aren't prepared to do X, Y, and Z. But that's not and, different to any industry. But there's no. 
No, they're, 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 the, they're the recruitment agent's dream. Hmm. Uh, <laughs> the gift that just keeps coming. Another conversation. But yeah, I, I think you're right. I think going back to the kind of the, the different type of rewards that they want to get. Yeah. So again, using Hamid as an example, they take them away for weekends. Yes. You know, just yeah, have yeah, my yeah. big pie in the stadium home. Yeah. They, yes. they do work stuff on there at the same time. Yes. They went yeah. away to a, you know, went away to somewhere in Spain earlier yeah. on this year yeah. as well. And it's just a real kind of team building thing, but it gives them that experience. I think it's Instagrammable stuff. I was going to say they can post on social media and say, look what I'm getting yeah. I work, yeah, yeah, like yeah, it's, not just the money. I think the biggest problem, the biggest difficulty for employers yeah. who are just finding themselves in this position yeah. is that if you go back for 10, 15 years, um, you paid somebody a salary yes. and they came to work. Yes. You paid them a commission if they did sales. Yes. And everyone was very happy. Yeah. Um, nowadays, there is such an expectation from employees about incentives for this mm. and that and the other and there's mm. an expectation that they will get paid all these extras whether it be a gift or extra yeah. money or this or Free that or i'm one of the top <laughs> performers why aren't I, why aren't i better looked after well you get 10 then 15 then 20 percent commission you're earning a bloody fortune <laughs> yeah. yes but you haven't bought me a nice present to tell me how nicely i'm <laughs> It is a mindset for employers more than anything else yes. to actually understand where they're coming from. Yeah. And it's not just what it feels like, a constant piss take. It yeah. is a mindset that well, you can give to them, get around. Don't give them 14 and 19% increases and save that 1% on a gift. Yeah. Them. in the green brown room we were chatting earlier weren't we about the what is a hybrid and everyone's got slightly skewed like it's an electric car yeah 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 actually described themselves as a hybrid which I thought was really interesting we had this we've had this over the last few weeks we've seen some people a few different people we had we had Nick from Yumu who described who they described themselves as a hybrid because whilst they're an online agent they don't take fees up front we have Matt Wells in from North Yorkshire who decided described himself as a hybrid because he takes part of his fees up front and then when he sells property he gets more fees then we had someone else who tried to describe themselves as a hybrid because um, they took the fees up front but they and hang on what was the other one I'm confused <laughs> yeah. I'm confused about hy hybrids yeah. Is there a, such a thing, or is it just a buzzword? Well, it's, as a hybrid it's lawyer, as, as a hybrid lawyer, hybrid lawyer, we, hybrid yeah. lawyer um, we have an online presence, and everything's done online. But we still charge fantastic fees. <laughs> Great. Fantastic. So, so, fantastic. Why is <laughs> hybrid lawyer? Because we have a mixture. Because I think hybridity. 
comes from the Ooh, idea. Is that a word? No, it's not a word. Wow. Um, we're going to. I, I think hybridic <laughs> Wikipedia. <laughs> I, I, think, I think hybrid. It, it, it uh, suggests a mixture, and I don't think it's about whether you pay or not. It's the experience that you have. Yeah. Yes. So for me, uh, the, the difference between an online and a traditional is online says. I'm going to basically be behind a firewall. I'm going to be technology driven. Yes. That's what I'm going to be. Whereas High Street says I've got local expertise. I've got real people. So my view about hybrid has got nothing to do with price. But, it's but, all but, to but, do but with the traditional the agent still does all of that as well. Exactly. That's why it's got nothing to do with that. It's to do with experience. So a hybrid is a mixture of the, the person that says, OK, I'm going to be online with all, my, all that kind of tracking okay. stuff and all that kind of stuff. But I have local people that go out, do the viewings, do the progression, because that's nice. Yeah. Um, and but basically have people that's to do the work. No, High Street does, on oh, well, that's what I mean. That's what I mean. And that's why it's a hybrid. I mean, what, sort of, what sort of percentage have the online or hybrids got? Because Nick said if you, there's an awful lot of people that have got six to seven percent, I think, nationally, isn't it? Six to seven, that is yeah. not sixty seven. Six to seven But in some areas, like if you go to Leeds or places like that, then it's twelve percent. You know, it depends, yeah, some urban areas and a lot of it actually depends, and again coming back to whether it's the tech or the people, it depends how good that local property expert is. Exactly. Just yeah. that person is who does the deal. Okay, yeah. Yeah. okay. Well, so just about under that what about <laughs> these estate? I mean, let's be honest, countrywide. Come on, let's go over and done. How much is your shares worth, Chris? Nine and a half p. Good money after that. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. Just pass me that just quickly. The, the little box, the little, that one there, yeah. yeah. We have a sound effect for Chris's just have shares. A sound. Excellent. Chris's shares. <laughs> now, interestingly, Countrywide set up their own um, online agency yeah. under their same brand, and that bombed to hell. Yeah. And that's the challenge, isn't it? So, so, unless you can actually quarantine your core brand that you have spent so much time building yeah. up over time and make sure that that's seen as the premium quality service. Now, it's, it's, it, in my mind, it's really quite simple. There's one that is a um, a, a cheap, and we talked about value versus cheapness before. Yes. So, if you want to pay that, then this is what you get. And one of the things we do at the Movesh is trying to be really clear about those two things. Mm. One is, this is, if you pay 849, this is what you get for it. Yeah. If you want to pay service with extras. Yes. 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 Or do you want a full service full agent? Full fats. But we can eat on the phone. Yeah. Nation, which is get Golden Plug Award. Yeah. <laughs> Golden Plug. It's so good. It's on fire. <laughs> <laughs> So, so let's just do a little bit of plug for Move Nation because that's why you're here. Is um, so, what is Move Nation and what can it offer high street agents? Well, it's, essentially, it is that kind of um, crystal clarity for on behalf of vendors of what you're going to get if you decide to go down one route or another. So, if you think that you are the kind of person who likes to try and do it themselves, and you know, I've, I've sold my car once online, and therefore I'm going to be able to sell yeah. my house. Yeah. If you want to make that leap? Um, then, then who is not for you? <laughs> I went to holiday online once, so it must be. You. Yeah. Must um, be fine. But 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 those people are, are, um, traditional estate agents perhaps are not getting on those market appraisals because that customer is making that decision right mm -hmm. from the get go, watching telly going, that's me. Yeah. So then so so but but they don't understand that you don't get the full service for that price. No. Like yeah. Going back to the country one thing. No. So what we're trying to do is to focus so say, right, if you want that um, that that um, uh, the cheaper option, the yeah. self-service option yeah. as we think of it, yeah. then it's eight four nine, it's not a move nation, it's not a move nation brand. Under Move Nation brand, come and get, come and get that. So, and then, but, but, but then we'll have the traditional estate agent. Yeah, side. so you go onto the Move Nation site and you get two options, online or, oh, sorry, 
Self-service. Self-service <laughs> listed or full agent. Okay. You then say, I would like to have a valuation. Yeah. The beauty that you have with Move Nation is unlike with Purple Bricks and, and others where they will have a local property expert <coughs> yeah. who is generally a failed estate agent from oh, that's somebody. Very else. Cool. <laughs> that's <laughs> fairly accurate. <laughs> okay. All who opinions are their own. Who deal with a 50 mile radius of which they have total knowledge and expertise of the full 50 mile radius? <laughs> because that's understood. We've all got access to right move. Yeah, but, <laughs> yes, but right move doesn't read well. That's, that's their saving grace. <laughs> um, that, that said, or do you get a local agent who deals with a three-mile patch and knows actually knows his area to tell you the okay. value? So that person will come round and they will tell you, right, this is the value of your property. You have an option. You, you've said that you'd like a valuation for the full service. Yeah. So we tell you all about the full service. Yeah. Or you've asked for a under valuation. Their own under their own independent under, brand. Under, under the brand of, of the leading agent that only Move Nation are, are working with. Okay. Then you've got the other side of the coin where they'd like to try the, the um, listing option yeah. um, with other added extras that they can have with it because they'd like the cheaper option. So we say, okay, fine, you can go with that, and we sign them up to that. You then walk away, and you allow that to, to, to live its course. However, you have all of their details. So three weeks down the line, when one person's come round, because we're not actually in the summer of 2017 anymore, <laughs> we're actually in 2019, where the market's gone a bit, yeah, yeah. and you've actually got to work hard <laughs> to make appointments rather than list it and they queue up outside. Yeah, sure. So you actually have to work for the appointment. <laughs> so they can't sell it. So we speak to them and we say, let us come round again. Let me explain to you the difference. Let me show you the list of buyers that we have looking in your area. And if you'd like to move from the one option to the other, you can. Okay, so how are you so, getting people to this Move Nation website? Because let's be honest, Easy Property sold 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 their, their licenses to, to the guild members. Yeah. And um, they're not spending any money driving people to their to their eight, you know. Absolutely. So what, what, what makes you? It's, it's absolutely critical. So, so we know, and, and I think the two things that, that have become evident from the online, as we'll call them, yeah. is number one, consumers will respond to advertising at scale. So yes. they will actually respond, yes. you know, yeah. so to build, yeah. Perfect is the biggest brand. Yeah. 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 Good advertising. Not necessarily always the advert, but where the advert's placed. Exactly. We'll right. and, and, and yeah. We've got so, so much around that. So, so that's well, the We're going to be talking later in the, uh, in the green room or, the, or whatever room. Uh, but but that's so so that the advertising scale is important. Also, the technology is important. So how are we going to do this? So, so we have um, access via um, some of our partners to um, a lot of the city uh, type uh, city investment and so on. So that's really where we're going to go and get it. If we don't secure that, then other things happen along the way. But fundamental to everything that we are focused on is the consumer. Right? Consumers, vendors, putting them in control of making that decision and not dictating to them you are either a online person or you are either a traditional offline person. So we're giving them that choice. Excellent. We'll talk about that a little bit later. Can I ask the final question of uh, Peter, please? Wait a second. Just wait for like. We're just going to get. Oh! Oh! oh. Something's back out there. Fantastic. Oh, I was cooling off there for a second. Uh, Minor technical. That's fine. Take that out, Jess. Don't take it out, Jess. Leave it in. <laughs> Leave it all in. Leave it all in, Jess. Um, one final question for Peter. Um, Peter, we, earlier on, we were, we were sitting on the sofa and chatting away, and he was talking about how. Um, 
middlemen or uh, panel so solicitors have, have actually potentially ruined UK estate agents. Well, why don't we have that as a little excerpt for the no, show? No, because you won't have it done in time, yes, will you? Yeah, we're talking January 2019 now. You're not going to get it edited in time. Of course we are. You're not going to know which one it is. Of course we are. All referral fees to estate agents from conveyancing deals ruining the industry. <laughs> Absolutely. Tell me more. We focus mainly on London and the South East. We've certainly seen a reticence um, in terms of buyers buying more, being more cautious. They're looking for any excuse to walk away. Um, it's definitely got more challenging and we've definitely seen volumes per individual agent going down. Um, what we haven't seen is we haven't seen fall through rates go up. They're, steady, they're staying steady with our business. However, we are seeing deals taking much longer. And that's been a big difference. And certainly, that's that. That's a why are they taking much longer? Um, combination of factors. I think you've got fewer lawyers that know what they're talking about. I think definitely um, lawyers are taking longer over deals. Uh, we always work the national average being about sixteen weeks. We worked that. I heard the other day that the government's now coming out with figures of nineteen weeks. It's a long time. It's ridiculous. I mean, twenty it, years ago, it was eight to twelve weeks. It's ridiculous. My view is it'll only take longer. We do hear people blaming uh, mortgage lenders. Um, we don't see big problems with mortgage lenders at the moment. Their turnaround times are fine. What we do see is we do see people carrying higher caseloads and things taking longer. And we're certainly seeing this um, amongst our in our transactions. When you say higher caseloads, mm. what sort of caseloads are these solicitors doing? Well, we we um, we regularly employ people who work from come from high volume firms. These caseloads can be anything between about eighty to one hundred and fifty cases. In, in some instances. Uh, took, took on someone from a, a Kent firm recently, she was running 150 cases by herself. What does that actually mean to estate agents, the caseload number? Um, it will have a massive impact on how fast your deal will go through. The longer a deal takes, as you know, more likely it is to fall apart. So really, because things are taking much longer to go through, agents are not getting paid as quick. Absolutely. So probably, are you, what, what, are you saying that one of the big questions estate agents should ask is, how many properties do you have, do you run in your absolutely, case? absolutely? What does good look like? Uh, I think good luck. I mean, we as a company, we run um, our lawyers always have fifty five cases between two of them. Okay, that's a low case load, low, low case load. And is that two solicitors or one solicitor and one one lead? solicitor and one assistant, uh, full time, both full time. Again, that's another problem that people have. You've got a lot of part time workers in the convincing industry. How many times do I speak to agents? They say they call up. Oh, they only work two days a week. Okay. Um, it's um, it's really problematic. Um, the number of cases that people work have a direct impact on the speed and the likely outcome of the case. Do you think that's the one thing that could change sales going through quicker? Yeah, absolutely. I think if um, if uh, lawyers started charging appropriate fees, it all comes down to price. Okay. Do you think what's happened is is that the fees have been driven down so much? Yeah. That, that basically solicitors have had to increase their caseloads to make it worth it. Absolutely, while. yep. Um, the rise of the panel manager, um, they've driven down fees. We typically hear fees in the region of two to three hundred pounds, okay, to run a case. Um, they are driven down by the panel managers. We see this, we're approached all the time by panel managers, driving down fees. All that means is, uh, a, a, is an increase in caseload. And the increase in caseload, what does that result in? Poorer service, can't talk to the agents, can't talk to the clients, can't get the deals through. And these panels are basically like like middlemen between the agents and the... They're intermediary companies. Intermediaries who uh, claim to be able to give consistent volumes of work to the law firms, but actually all they're doing 
is enabling uh, is, is enabling money for themselves, taking a skin for themselves. Oh, um, the agent, the money's got to come back to the agent as well because they want their. The agent, page. obviously, I'm not. I, we, we don't disagree with referral fees. Um, I don't have an issue with that as long as they're proportionate. The problem is when you start seeing these situations with a lot of panel managers where both them and the agents are being paid more than the lawyer, then what you're going to see is forget whether it's fair, equitable. I don't care about that. All it means is is that they're going to have to have a higher caseload. It's very straightforward. If you're being paid. Three hundred pounds per case, as opposed to eight or nine hundred. You've got to do three times the number of cases. Very simple. So probably it's quite short-sighted that. I think so. From the agent, we have seen agents moving away from that. We've we've come back. We've we've reinstructed about four or five large regional firms now of estate agents, whereby they they've tried going down that route. They found it had a negative impact on their exchange rate, and they've come back to us. So they, they went that way because they thought they'd earn more money. Earn more money. Yeah, from referral fees. And what they didn't work out, they didn't do the maths to say, okay, if I get, a, if I get an average commission of between three and five thousand okay. pounds, how is that going to be impacting me not by my not getting the deal through? You could, if you're being paid three or four hundred pound referral fees, that's ten deals. You could lose the value of that just by one deal not going through. And especially if the volume's much lower, which they are. Exactly. All right. Thank you, Peter. That's fascinating. See, told you. Well done, Peter. That's everything. This that could be an hour long, especially for okay. Yeah, so I think... I think <laughs> we fixed everything. I think that's yeah. exactly yeah. right. We fixed okay. everything now. Yeah. Uh, so that just to say thanks a million to our wonderful guests. Well, thanks for thanks, <laughs> thanks for making your way to North North London, um, otherwise known as the mighty Grantham. Yes. Um, but yeah, thanks a million for coming cool. on the show. Good. Thanks, guys. So that leaves us just one thing to say, doesn't it? Shut up! <laughs>